0: I'm Emma. And I am Jenny. And this is Have You Heard Of. It's the podcast for two best friends finally hold each other accountable for all those pop culture recommendations we keep giving each other. I love calling you my best friend. I know I do it all the time, but also I don't do it enough. This week is Jenny's pick. Hi,
1: best friend. Hi, Hi, best best friend. friend. Hi, bestie. Hi. Yes, this is my pick. I have picked the 1993 Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes.
0: (laughs) She has. She has. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so we're gonna do a spotlight swap and i was trying to think of something like cool and niche and hip and indie to bring Mm. um and i can't i have literally only been listening to sour by olivia rodrigo all week i have been inflicting it not even inflicting it i have been sharing and preaching its many qualities to my coworkers who are um all older than me and we're all definitely older than olivia rodrigo um Mm. i'm really into her album it's really good I really like it. I just like the excitement of people realizing there's this cool, new, exciting artist. Yeah. Um, Her album really surprised me a lot of ways. And I guess if we're going to connect it to like, or if we're going to MFI this topic, I really like listening to this song and thinking how it could apply to Supernatural. The album as a whole. And then what I also really liked was talking to my friends who are in other fandoms and realizing they were applying the songs to their favorite fictional couples. And I just love how, like, people can listen to this and feel connected to it, either personally or for fandom reasons. So also my spotlight is fan mixes, I guess.
1: Yes! Because you told me about this, and I was listening to it yesterday for the first time, and I was messaging you being like, this reminds me a lot of, like taylor
0: swift mm-hmm. like writing style yeah. and except for a little bit more angry which is fun yeah it's like taylor yeah. with hayley williams with lord but yeah. all distinctly olivia rodrigo
1: i was gonna say i also feel like it's interesting to listen to this type of music because there's some songs that i listen to in the album that i'm like this isn't for me this is, <laughs> for, she's teenagers. <laughs> this is for teenagers but it's still so good like It's just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's amazing, which I feel like a lot of people, that's like a barrier they cannot pass for some reason. Mm
0: -hmm. But I think it's super cool for what it is and what they're doing. And yeah, it's a fun album. It's a really fun album. I'm really into it. Also, Taylor Swift does actually have a writing credit on this album for one of the songs because they sample New Year's Day on One Step Forward, Three Steps Back, which is also coincidentally my favorite song on the album. Um, and then I was like, oh, this sounds like New Year's Day. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, haha, it's credited to Taylor. It is literally a sample from New Year's Day. Uh, but the whole album is really good and really fun. It's always one step forward and three steps back.
1: I'm the love of your life until I make you mad. It's always one step forward and three steps back. Do you love me, want me, hate me, boy, I don't understand. No, I don't understand. God. The children are our future. <laughs> and I was also telling Emma, I was like, I didn't realize that she's actually a teen because she's from, like, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Mm-hmm. And I am so used to actors play who are older playing younger characters so Mm -hmm. when i found out she's an actually a teenager that made me very happy
0: i know i feel like disney of all all things does actually tend to cast people who are actually teenagers um true yeah i was also reading a report for work the other day about teenagers in media and how teenagers feel about seeing teenage characters and that Mm -hmm. was the main comment from teenagers being like we can't stand seeing adults play teenagers because you're very obviously not us and we don't look like that and we don't have lives like that. So it's like, we're not really represented. But then it made me laugh because Riverdale was definitely one of the other shows. That they cited of, like, these are obviously not teenagers playing mm. teenagers, which is true. But then one of the shows they cited, and now I can't remember what it was. They were like, oh, well, this is a show with actual teenagers. And I looked it up and I was like, no, those actors are also all in their 20s. Oh, it was Euphoria. I was like, no. oh, the, yeah. m- some Not all of them, but some of those actors are definitely also in their 20s. So Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, youth goes past when you're in your teens, but... Still, like,
0: it's important to have good representation. (laughs) To drive home how we are not youth anymore, Robin Hood Men in Tights is as old as we are. It was made in 1993, so let's (laughs) move into our main topic.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, 1993. I didn't know it was that old. I mean, it kind of makes sense because I have it on VHS. And so (laughs) any movie that I have on VHS, there is a time capsule of when that film probably was made. Um, And, yeah, so Robin Hood Men in Tights. I brought this movie forward because Emma was saying that she's a big fan of Robin Hood and she hasn't seen this one. And I'm like, okay, well, this is probably my favorite version of it. But it's also, I think, because the other ones are too gritty and intense. And then there's, like, the classic, like, Disney one that's not gritty and intense. But all the other ones are a bit too much. And so for this one, I remember watching it a bit as a kid, but not a lot. But it just brings me some nostalgia of campy humor, which is not very present in a lot of films. Like, you brought, like, Barb and Star, and that had an element of campy mm. and stuff in it, which I really enjoyed. Like, the random puns that happen or taking words literally, and there's just an element of that that's definitely my humor. There are parts that, even as a kid, I didn't enjoy the story plot line for some aspects which is still true to this day and again something made in our birth year 1993 there are elements that do not age well as all films don't um but i still wanted to get emma to watch it because it has a special place in my heart and it still makes me laugh to this day so emma um what was your experience with this movie before i got you to watch it
0: okay so yeah i hadn't seen this movie um i here's the so here's the thing I love Robin wow. Hood. I love Robin Hood. My sister also loves Robin Hood, arguably more than I do, actually. Like, she definitely goes mm. goes hard for it. But we both love Robin Hood. Like, I would read any Robin Hood-related books. I definitely had this series I got from the Scholastic Book Fair one day that was about Robin's daughter. There was also a Disney movie starring Kira Knightley where she plays Robin Hood's daughter and she's, oh. like, really young. It's pre-bended, like, back of Kira Knightley. Um, wow. But yeah, Disney, Robin Hood. Um I'm going to say Uma Thurman Robin Hood, because I can't remember who played Robin in that movie, but Uma Thurman, made Marian, Robin Hood, (laughs) Um, and, like, Errol Flynn Robin Hood, and, of course, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves is a great film. And the tagline for this movie, I don't know if it was the official tagline, it was the tagline listed on IMDb, was a parody of Robin Hood in general, and Robin Hood Prince of Thieves in particular. Um... But the thing is that I love Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. So I was like, I can see you making direct fun of this, even with, like from the end credits song and parodying Alan Rickman's performance as the sheriff of Nottingham. But it, I, I came out of this movie and was like, I gotta go watch Prince of Thieves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have seen Prince of Thieves.
0: I love Prince of Thieves. <laughs> I love Prince of Thieves. And then there was a period in my life where people were like, Prince of Thieves is bad. And I was like, I guess I was wrong. And then I was like... No, actually I'm correct. Sorry. Haters. <laughs> I will not be cowed or shamed for my love of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Kevin Costner's <laughs> bad accent and butt yeah. and Mary with Master Antonio and Christian Slater is there and Brian Adams and wow, actually reading out that list of people is kind of like whew. Um, but I love that movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Robin Hood is a timeless story for sure and it's definitely that um classic tale of like the stealing from the rich giving to the poor and i'm not going to retell my story about me be- thinking i was robin hood as a kid if you want to you can go back and listen to i don't remember what episode of the podcast we brought that up but we did bring it up. I don't up. know, but oh. it is one
0: of my favorite stories for you. I was like, I haven't watched also, I haven't, I have also seen and enjoyed, but not, a, I only saw it once, the Russell Crowe Robin Hood. And mm. I haven't yet seen the Taron Egerton Jamie Foxx Robin Hood that is set in the future. That is on my list, but I haven't seen that one yet.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's just, there's something so charismatic about a character that has the ability to outwit power for seemingly good reasons. He's
0: like, tax the rich and not the poor. Spread, share the wealth. I'm gonna shoot arrows. What is not to love about Robin Hood? Exactly. And it's
1: such a good framework. And I understand why it's been made so many times. Is because that type of character can work in so many different settings. And a lot of times with films that have been redone a bunch, people are like, ugh, another one. It's like, no, but okay, like, stories can be told the different ways. People have their favorites. It can adapt and change as long as it's, like, unique.
0: And I feel like
1: this movie, like, Robin Hood, Men and Tights is unlike any other
0: of the movies. (laughs) I know. It's very fun. It really is taking bits of all of them, and it becomes something very much its own. Um, the credits started on this movie and I was just sat there thinking, hell yeah, love this movie, (laughs) so excited for Robin Hood, which then immediately segues into jokes, which we'll get into, but, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and the main actor in this film, he is such an enigma to me because I've only seen him in this and Princess Bride, and those are very similar characters. He definitely got cast in this because of Princess Bride, I feel. Yes, yes. And... Because I haven't seen him in anything else, he exists in this vacuum of, like, these two films to me. And he also reminds me of a local comedian. I, didn't, I forgot to write his name down, but I've worked with him a couple of times. And he has, like, the same type of aesthetic and joke style. And so every time I see every anything with him in it, I'm like, okay, like, this is a very specific genre of comedy and also a genre of like a style of film like kind of like mighty python type of aesthetic but like a lot of times campy or slapstick comedy doesn't come across very well but i think like these films for the most part make it work <laughs>
0: um with carrie Elwes, i'm It's so interesting that you've only seen him in this and Princess Bride, because I feel like those are the only movies, a little bit in Dracula, where he plays a nice person. I think everything else, Mm. he's either the villain, or if not the villain, just the absolute ball of slime, who's, like, super snazzy. What else is he in? He's also in... Well, I said he's... This is more this is more him fun sleazy than evil sleazy but he's he's one of lucy Westenra's suitors in francis for coppola's dracula he's the uh corrupt mayor in season three of stranger things he's the villain in the new black christmas he's the you know cheating doctor who has to cut off his own foot and saw um i wonder if this is
1: like (laughs) Sim- I wonder if this is similar to there was it the person who directed Speed or something or directed no the Jan last Devont. one um uh oh ooh ooh what is it called um Lady Hawk when it's like they did this thing and then he's like I'm going to do Richard Donner yes. Now. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. So, Rooker Howard in Lady Hawk also always plays villains, except in Lady Hawk, where he plays this rugged, incredibly romantic hero. Goes to our Lady Hawk episode. Lady Hawk is a classic. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, Carrie Elwes, I think, is a good person. This is, I, I teased to Jenny earlier. I had a Carrie Elwes fun fact for you. Ooh. which Obviously, I do not know the man, but I know this about him. And it makes me very inclined to believe he is more like Wesley and Robin than he is like. Any other dude, I don't remember the name yeah. of any other character he's ever played. <laughs> okay. Gordon is his character in Saw. Sorry, I haven't even seen the Saw movies, but someone I follow is really into them right now, and I'm like, I don't want to mm. witness this. I have no idea what happens. Anyways, anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. carrie <laughs> Elwes and his wife Lisa Marie Kurbakov have been together since 1991. They married in 1990. Or they married in 2000. They have one child together. They've been together for many, many years. 30 years what i'm say <laughs> i can do that. <laughs> what they say <laughs> uh and now i'm gonna tell you the story of how they met it's a quick story okay. i don't have a lot of details they met at a chili kickoff in malibu <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i don't know why i don't know if they were competing or if they were just there to eat chili i don't know i didn't know chili was a big thing
1: in malibu but apparently it is did I ever tell you I went to a Chilean ice festival once, but we were late, so they were out of chili. How do you run out of chili at a chili festival? Well, it was this place, and it was in Qualicum, and it was like a hot and ice, hot and cold festival, so it was, you could try chili, and also people were doing ice sculptures. And that sounds amazing. So we showed up, and all the sculptures were done, but they were also out of chili. and I was like, I feel like I'm missing the hot of the cold. <laughs> it's okay. You're not hot, but you
0: are cold. Yes. <laughs> You're not yes, well, you are no. that's a fun fact. I know. That's they made it a chilly kickoff, and I think that's really nice. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. This, um, this movie also had just, like, a lot of people in it. Yeah.
0: Like... A lot of Mel Brooks staples, I feel like.
1: Well, that's the thing. Okay. I... For the longest time... Let's just say a longest time, a.k.a. until when I watched this again. <laughs> I thought... this is a bit, I thought that Mel Brooks was Mel Gibson. (laughs) And I, I'm not laughing at you at all. I promise.
0: It's just they're two very
1: different people. Here's the thing. I was so confused. Why Mel Gibson was making all these like funny films. I was like, he doesn't seem like that type of person. He's not. And so anytime I saw Mel Brooks, I was like, Okay, I need to have a certain lens on when I watch this, and then when I looked it up, I was like, "Hey, that's this a is different, different man. person. That's a different, a different man." man. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because I also looked up his films, and I noticed like I've seen some of the films. Like he's done like the producers. Um, I I don't think I've seen the original producers or the original Young Frankenstein. He did Spaceballs. He did. I believe he also directed Toy Story Four? Question mark.
0: Um, he he did not. I don't know if he Toy Story four, but he did not. <laughs> His last movie was a Dracula parody that came out in like ninety five, I think.
1: Oh, that's I I googled was like Mel Brooks
0: movies, and that showed up as like he might be a, in it. Maybe he's maybe, in I'm, it. Okay. I'm I'm so worried to do anything that would disturb my very precarious computer setup. So can you Google this? This is not great. Yes, out I of you. will Google. I feel like no. Mel is in it though, because he does have a very distinctive voice, and he has done a lot of voiceover work. I know he was also in the Robots movie. Um, remember Robots from 2005 and you and McGregor? Um, workers of the world unite! You have nothing to lose but your chain chains. I'm just vamping while Danny Google's Mel
1: Brooks. <laughs> yeah, okay,
0: so yeah, he played Meliphant the
1: elephant toy.
0: Okay. i still haven't seen twice story 4 good for him mel brooks
1: yeah so he he's an
0: egot winner
1: whoa that's really cool so that means oscar grammy emmy tony correct did I do that in the right order? I don't think I did, but that's You okay. did
0: not, but you got them all, so I wasn't going to say okay. anything. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Um, so, yeah, and so when this film came out, it wasn't actually critically acclaimed. Like, people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those films that
0: has a cult following. hmm And... I think the jokes think that work that... really work, and that's... And so now that we live in... I'm interrupting you, but I'm going to keep talking. Apologies. <laughs>
1: That's I think okay, the parts of it that
0: work really work and now that we live in an age where people share memes or favorite clips or like screenshots and screen caps are a really quick way yes. of sharing a joke people aren't rewatching this movie but they are regularly seeing the best parts of this movie in some form or another in a very quick consumable way which I think has helped build its cult following significantly 100% I wrote down that this is a very meme-worthy show mhm
1: like the amount of times I have seen, like, a gif set or a meme related to life. Like, what I, one thing was, like, when the Sheriff of Rottingham is dying and the lady's like, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm dying. Like, <laughs> it's like, come on. I'm dying. <laughs> like, it is definitely, I agree with that statement of, if you've seen this movie once, you don't need to see it again. But... Mm-hmm. You can definitely there's elements of it that will still make you laugh or if you see it be like huh Watch my back. Your back just got punched twice.
0: Thank you. I'm ostensibly technically physically more familiar, not physically, more <laughs> familiar with Mel Brooks movies. because so like I was saying to Jenny earlier, my parents really like Mel Brooks, or more specifically, really like Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles. So I definitely watched those probably multiple times, but under the age of eight. And my brain can't hold on to that information. So technically I've seen them, <laughs> but I don't retain any of them. But one thing I was thinking of with this movie is that even without remembering the other movies of Mel Brooks's that I've seen, I can tell when a director is bringing in you know, you can just tell when a director's bringing in, like, repeated jokes, like the the camera breaking the window or, like, the the fourth ah. wall awareness that this movie has. So I feel like yeah. Mel Brooks was, you know, very, very hit his peak of popularity in the 70s with things like Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein and High Anxiety. Um, and then this came out 20 years later. So I feel like as much as this is a parody of Robin Hood movies, it's almost like it's a parody of Mel Brooks movies as well.
1: Oh,
0: interesting. I didn't think about it
1: that way. Again, of like I haven't seen pulling out those.
0: jokes you know that he's done before, uh bringing in very similar cameos. So he's like, you know the formula. You're getting Robin Hood, you know me, you know what to expect. Here it is. And this isn't a criticism, this is truly just an observation and a, and a ponderance. Which which can have like an element of comfort
1: though, mm-hmm. of like uh, this this director, we know their style. I'm coming into this movie, I know it's going to be
0: ridiculous. And just sit down and have a good time, you know? Like, exactly. Like, I, I am not a, a Mel Brooks, you know, diehard fan, but I know there are absolutely directors who I do go to movies. Like, we've talked about this a lot of, lot on this podcast about movies as comfort objects or going in and just yeah. being excited to see what happens and just, like, relax and get away for a little bit. So I think if you're someone who likes Mel Brooks movies, I would, I would imagine that you get a ton more out of this movie than a, a casual viewer would. Yes, definitely. And again, like this
1: specific humor, definitely. I can think of people in my life who I know for certain has seen this movie because their humor is this movie. Mm -hmm. Like with the puns or it kind of also reminds me of kind of the jokes of like airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Like that type of style. Um, Yeah. And this movie, I think, really hits it off in the beginning of just, like, the credits intro, when it's, like, all flames and everything, and you're seeing all the things, like, cool, and then, like, a, a town's being burnt
0: down, and they're like, why does this keep happening every time? This we is joke, make- <laughs> <my laughs> is I sent Jenny a photo, here's a recreation of my face the exact minute I vibe with this movie, but then, then I was like, oh, no, the movie's funniest joke happens two minutes and 41 seconds in, because the credits are <laughs> the merry men shooting flaming arrows and the arrows forming the cast's names, and then you realize that they're actually firing arrows and burning a town down. yeah and it was the funniest thing and then it also immediately transitions into a funky fresh musical prologue and that is the
1: funniest part of this movie for me (laughs) i know it's unfortunate it happens at the beginning but i mean what a start like it really again breaks the fourth wall are they like Flip off Mel Brooks and they're like, How dare you, like, burn down our village. And then, yeah, they have a, an interesting element of music in this
0: film. Like, mm-hmm. I some wish there was more original songs because I the songs are one of my favorite parts of this movie.
1: Yes, the songs are really good. It's it's fun and unique. And I like can't think of Anytime someone says Robin Hood, men in tights, I have to think tight tights. Because it's just, it goes with the song. <laughs> we'll
0: this is, for me, the music is where they best captured the way that robin hood has changed over the years i don't remember the names of a lot Mm. of them but you have you know the love song between robin and marion which somehow manages to both very accurately capture errol flynn era robin hood and the love song from (laughs) disney robin hood and then you have the end credit song that just like absolutely nails the brian adams end credit scene music Mm. from prince of thieves um, but then the title track, Men in Tights, is just a fun showgirl number, and I was into it. Yes. And even,
1: like, the beginning song when they it's, like, hip-hop, and then all of a sudden they go to, like, very, like, proper... And it's like, I love the contrast between the two, and it's nice. like, yes, this is fun. This is everything you need to know. I love a good prologue song. That's one of the things I love in musical mm-hmm. theater of... Here's everything you need to know, and we'll just sing it
0: to you. Okay, you're caught up. Okay, let's go. <laughs> This was also a trend for movies in the 90s, I feel like, where you would have an end credits song that just summarized the events of the film. I'm thinking of, like, Deep Blue Sea also. And I wish that movies still did that, where you just got a, a song at the end and it was like, here's everything you just watched, but in three and a half minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I for sure agree with you that my favorite part is in the first half of the film i would say Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. just like you get the jokes right away of robin hood is in this jail um in jerusalem during the crusades and they're like oh your attire doesn't fit and they like put a beard on him and they like sit down and there's just like the funny jokes it's like we need a Feet. We need, like, a foot of strength. And, like, foot, we have many feet. And then, like, they use their feet to break the chains. And it's like, oh, that's fun. And where he's like, I need to go back to England. And they're like, you gotta go. You're gonna miss the tides, And he just walks into the ocean. and walks into the ocean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very it's good. So it truly stupid. is. Just <laughs> Carrie-El was waiting and hoping for the best moments away from what I suspect would be a full belly flop into the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Ah, uh, um, I, yes. I, I had oh, a joking. note
0: about that. If you weren't going to mention it, I was thinking of like him just straight up walking into the ocean. <laughs> I think yeah, like this joke. The the structure of this movie has a lot of jokes repeated, and by the end of it, you do get you do almost come around to they've made the same joke so many times that it stops being funny and then becomes funny again. But in the first mm. twenty minutes, you get them all for the first time, and that's when it's at its tightest. Yes, yes, and. This film made me
1: realize there is an element of modern jokes set in period pieces that make me smile. Like... Yes. Like, when he's like, oh, like, king? What king? This king? Larry King? <laughs> it's like, no. King like, <laughs> Or they arrive at... In England, and there's, like, the Hollywood sign, but it says England, and... There's a lot of of these jokes peppered in throughout. Like, there's the wedding scene, and he, like, has, like, a car door that, like, closes the gate going down. And um, some of them are a bit jarring, but at the same time, it's jarring in a way for you to be, like, remember, this is a joke. Like, don't get too serious. We're going to, like, throw you off for a second and make it, like, obviously, this is not during, like, medieval times. Okay, now carry on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yes, 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 Um, it's different.
0: Yeah, so filling in the, you know, the Morgan Freeman role from Prince of Thieves is Dave Chappelle in his feature film debut, um, whose character, unfortunately, like, the two jokes he gets are his name is Achu, so people always say bless you, and then also just the fact that it's like, oh, there's a black guy in a period piece, and you're like, oh, it's yeah. 2021, I really wish that we had, we were, ha- had, in fact, been able to move past, you get one, you get one person of color in a period yeah. film. Um, yeah. So that was, I think... Just a, a funny, but a bummer to see that they're making jokes. And I'm like, wow, we still haven't improved beyond this, actually, 30 years later.
1: Well, that's the... Yeah, exactly. Those are some of the things that are mentioned in the film that, like... It's not it's not good. Like, there are some moments... Like, they're all wearing hats, and then he wears, like, a baseball hat instead. I'm like, okay, like... Still 1993, this is still not great. And I see what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But... It should not be an ex- in the expense, or should never be at the expense of someone because of
0: like the color of their skin. I'm oh, like, like, no, this mystic. is
1: I know, and then yeah. his joke too
0: that he's being aggressed by cops, and it's like, I hope someone's recording this. And again, I was like, well, here we still are. <laughs> we, st- yeah, we're st- we're still here. That's very true.
1: Yeah, Um, they like. There's a bunch of different like side characters. I like the. The idea of him like Robin Hood collecting his group of merry men his and cadre he has men of boys. Yes. <laughs> so he has chew, He has um Blinken uh who is his blind um servant from when he was I don't know like a lot about actual Robin Hood lore, so I don't know like was
0: he rich and that's like yes okay um so yeah so the the, according to the lore uh of robin hood (laughs) yeah so robin of loxley goes off to fight in the crusades and returns home and is like oh no my home my king my late special lady friend i have to rescue them all i have to stop the sheriff so robin goes from being someone who is like rich but a man of the people to like having to rally Rally the people of the villages, um and then I'm gonna say that Achu, the reference to Prince of Thieves. Like I don't remember if there is a, a more character in original Robin Hood lore. There probably is. And then like obviously Little John and Will Scarlet are recurring characters who appear in this as well.
1: I love how everyone's done. Like Little John is not a little. Is not small. Is always will be a big man. Exactly. <laughs> and it it is always fun to see and. Excit- and I love the scene when they meet each other, and it's like, You can't cross this bridge. He's like, What? And then they fight, and then he falls into the smallest creek ever. And he's
0: like, I can't swim. And you're like, You're it is hardly you're, even you're a fine. creek, it is a crick, <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so we have like that whole subplot, and then I, what are your thoughts and feelings about the whole chastity belt thing? Because it always Makes me angry, and I don't the understand. The chastity
0: belt plot is just so strange. Um, were those actually a thing in the day? Like, well, I, 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 I can't pretend to be a medieval expert. Obviously, chastity belts were a thing, and like purity culture is obviously still still a thing. Yeah. Um, but it's just so. It's it's one joke. It's one joke. So when it becomes the entire plot of Maid marion is wearing this, you know, iron chastity belt that no one can unlock, um and so that's like the whole premise of the film is that like she falls in love with Robin and she wants Robin to be be the one who has the key to unlock it. um Yeah, like this movie and sex is that is I think probably one of the aspects that's aged the most poorly. Um to the chastity plot, and then you also have you know a witch character played by Tracy Ullman, who's very funny, um but in this is just her whole thing is to sexually aggress the sheriff of yeah. Rockingham, and it just doesn't work no for me not not at all. and one thing I do
1: appreciate is that the key that Robin has actually doesn't fit. Yes. Which makes me so happy because I would rather that than the fact that his dad just had a key to this random lady's chastity belt and gave I, it to him. Why did you
0: have it? I know. One thing that did make me laugh is Robin, in the beginning, like returns home before he even meets Marion and his servant Blinken you know, says, I have this this gift from your father. Also, Robin finding out, I wrote down a note that is just legally obligated to mention Supernatural at least twice in episodes. Here's my number two. Um <laughs> is that uh, Robin is like, my father's dead, my mother's dead, my friends are dead, my dog is dead, my goldfish is dead. And I was like, this is just me explaining the lives of Sam and Dean Winchester to Jenny. I mean, like, and then this person dies, and then this person dies, and then this person dies, and then God's sister is there, and then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their um, legs were cut off. Their feet were their cut, off. Were cut like, off. Oh were cut off um yeah. but it did make me laugh where Blinken is pulls out this little box and says you know this is the this is the last thing I have for you from your father your father asked me to keep it safe and return it to you um it's said to contain the key to the greatest treasure in all the land uh can I keep it and Robin just listens. and says, no I think I'll honor my father's wishes actually
1: <laughs> and that made me laugh very hard for some reason it's like can't this great thing can't I can't. mean, like, good on Blinking to be like, we can't, can I have it? I have <laughs> like, it you lose all the shots you don't take, you know?
0: Exactly. If you don't ask, you won't, get yeah. anything.
1: Yeah, the romance plot of this, it's like, it, because it revolves around a whole chastity boat, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. But there's one scene that I enjoy is when they first meet and they're like, they hide under the table and Robin Hood's like, do you believe in love at first sight? And... Mary Miriam is like it depends on what you're looking at, and I was like, ooh, I also like that.
0: I know. I regardless (laughs) of any whether it's serious or not, I will always go hard for Robin and Marion, and so them meeting was still cute. The actress who now, I'm sorry, I don't even remember her name who plays me Marion is very funny in this movie. She doesn't get a ton to do, but her moments where she gets to make jokes or just make very beautiful moony eyes, she does spectacularly. Yes, I think her name is is Amy
1: Yazbek. I believe. That sounds right. This doesn't help that I can't read my own writing. So, um, yes. Uh, and there's also the, so we have the romance, we have the the random, like, the actual, like, Robin Hood, but then we also have, like, the king. And the king looks so much like Lord (laughs) Farquaad. Like, just the whole attire that he's wearing, the hat, the colors, the makeup, the hair. I'm like, that's Lord Farquaad. Like... What is going on? And um, also, the I always forgot what plot had the mole plot in it. And this is the one. And it makes me laugh so hard every time. D- did you start noticing the mole was moving?
0: I didn't until they called it out. And I thought, damn, Emma, you really need to sharpen your powers of observation. But fortunately, they do hang a lantern on it. But his, he's just got like a traveling mark around his face. And every <laughs> yeah. scene, it's in a different spot. And it's cause, like I feel like it changes size. It changes shape. Yeah, and then the
1: the sheriff is like, wasn't your mole on the other side? And the king's like, I have a mole. Like He's like, what?
0: I love the the John's delivery of a lot of things. Um, yes. If we're talking about, you know, this feast dinner scene where Robin and Mary meet for the first time. Robin rolls in with a huge peg and drops it on the table. Um, and then proceeds to insult Prince John and Prince John reacts how I do when someone is mean to me and I don't know what to say or if I should take it seriously or not. He just goes, ha, funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and I am yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's
0: me when I don't have a comeback. Ha. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of like, ah, uh, yes. I relate to that again. Like what we talked about earlier with memes of stuff or like when they re- they find that child when you first meet the sheriff and there's a child just screaming and running. And then and they after they resolve the whole thing and he's like, okay, I gotta go now. And just start screaming again. You're like, yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's just my current state. I need to run and scream at the same time. Um, so yes. So there's a the whole plot because like King... John is not John.
0: King that's Richard, Prince John.
1: Richard. I looked down and it said little John. I was like, wait, that's someone else. Um Too so many Johns. This yeah. Um I enjoy the pettiness of this film. <laughs> <laughs> like we should all be a little more petty. <laughs> I know. And they're like, I just hate this man. And then they just go go ham for it. And also did did he bring like a wild and like a pig because it's called rotting ham like the king
0: oh, oh. mayhaps oh possibly, possibly. levels of layers
1: um and I also okay did you notice the cameo of someone who's famous but actually isn't it was actually uh someone else wow that was not description of all what did you see that there was a professional was- celebrity double in the film? What? Are you, so, are you talking about Dawn Delois? I'm talking about um, there was a Clint Eastwood
0: lookalike in the film. Oh! Okay, this I now that you say that, I do know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, yes, because they're having an art for context, for context. They're having yes. an archery contest to lure Robin in and hire yes. a a ringer, basically. I couldn't figure out who he reminded me of, and now I'm realizing the joke is that he looks like Clint Eastwood. Okay, okay, yeah. His he's name is Joe
1: Dimrick, I think was his, is his actual name, and he is professional Clint Eastwood look alike. And Good so he's in the film, and I also just found that scene funny because um, they're from Jersey, and so they have like this like deep like mob like accent, but they meant Jersey like as it in the England and like all mm-hmm. those places. Um, which is where my grandma was from. Um, oh, nice. Which I didn't realize until the second time watching. I was like, oh, that's what they meant by that jersey. Um, and so he had the the sheriff
0: tries to hire these mobsters. So you've got Dom DeLuise doing a Marlon Brando impression.
1: Yes, um. yes. <laughs> and it's the Clint Eastwood character. I, I there's not a lot I want to say about him because he doesn't speak because they cut off his tongue. But gross. I am obsessed with his weapon. <laughs> This like gun sniper crossbow. I just look it's at scary. it. And I'm like, my next D D character is going to have that. Oh my Excellent. god! Excellent. Oh, it just looks. I was just so pleased by it. Again, I think that's like, what Mel Brooks want is to incorporate yes. his work into your D D game. Exactly. That's his one goal. Um, yeah, I just. Again, it kind of bring like when it kind of looked like a gun at first. It's like it or it looked like he was assembling it like a sniper would. Like I love those types of breaking the fourth wall of like this doesn't fit and like it's similar to when I watched um, a Knight's Tale and I watched it in um, right after we read the Canterbury Tales and English Lit in high school and we watched. You read the and Canterbury brought... Tales? Not all of it, but um, like I think five stories from You're it. You're so yeah. smart. Oh, thanks. It was required. I know, but like you've seen that you've read the Canterbury Tales, you've seen 2001: A Space Odyssey. I don't do those things. it's uh, Okay, I do not like that film. You know my feelings and thoughts about I that. I know film. you do. I know you do. Um, but like you at least get to have your own opinions. I just steal your opinions because I refuse to watch it. <laughs> I mean, ain't that what friendships about? I just steal her opinions. We'll just say that. I don't need um, to do that, Any... Anywho, I and I brought my own DVD cuz I owned it cuz I love A Night's Tale. Nice. And I remember my teacher being so mad. She's like, "This is not like this is not accurate to the period. They would not be wearing these types of outfits. This clothing and this hairstyle and this type of etiquette, it doesn't work." I was like, "But that I kind of enjoy that because it especially, well, it, it has its place. If it's used as a comedic thing to really take you out of the movie to make you not as like, if you get too into it and all it's like, oh no, this is a joke. You're like, oh, okay, okay. So I kind of like, mm-hmm. like that element of it. In A night's Tale, it wasn't as a joke. I just thought it looked aesthetically
0: nice because Heath Ledger, so. Um, but yeah. I think I think it really works with A Knight's Tale and having Chaucer in A Knight's Tale as this very free-willing showboating character. Yeah. Because I think when we look at period pieces, and I think this is true with um, Robin Hood Men in Tights as well, when you look at period pieces, it's very easy to feel removed from it. And you forget that, Mm. People are going to be people at the end of the day. And so it's all like, in feeling a great love towards humanity, people like dancing. They like music. They like telling stories. They like being with their friends. They like learning, even if this is something that happened hundreds of years ago. So when you're watching A Knight's Tale, you feel very far away from it. And then suddenly they're dancing to Bowie and they're doing We Will Rock You at a sporting event. And they're hyping people up and they're doing the wave. And obviously they wouldn't have done that. But you recognize it, and suddenly you're like, oh, yeah, that's me when I go to a hockey game, when I go to watch baseball. I was like, what is another sport? Oh, my God. (laughs) Curling? I saw the struggle in your eyes. You're like, um, but so things like that, or when you're watching time for I guess another recurring segment where I talk about how I really freaking miss going to a movie theater because they have a scene in this movie where Robin is singing a huge love song to Mary and he's behind a sheet and there's lights so they're like their silhouette is projected yeah. on the sheet and all of the Merry men come and watch it and they're popping they're literally just got like corn on the cobs over the fire and eating popcorn off the cob yeah. but it made me miss a movie theater so much <laughs> oh.
1: Uh yes, it's just like let's sit down and just watch this film, and that also remind me that scene. Okay, I don't I don't know why I keep talking about this film, but I can see elements that they use from this film and put it into Austin Powers. <laughs> like there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole plot point. About I don't know if it's was the second or third movie about a character having a mole, and that's all that, like, Austin Powers can think about. I was like, I could see them getting this from that. Also, the whole, like, the screen, and it looks like... It kind of looks naughty at a second, and you're like, what? They use that so much in Austin Powers movies as well. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I can see how they... Different films, like, take inspiration from others and use pieces that they think is funny and use it in other pieces. But to go back to your point about going to the theater... God, I want to see a film on a big screen again. Oh, God. God.
0: Oh, we're getting people, there, folks. We're getting there. I People in the States, find my friends in the States are going to movie theaters, and I'm very happy for them. But, God, <laughs> I want to go to a movie theater. <laughs> I
1: know. God. Oh, I, and it, I it would go see Cruella like,
0: in a theater if I could.
1: Yeah. I, like, we're in different provinces, so we have, like, different rollout and different, like, timelines for stuff, but... Things are supposed to be at least for here, like starting in July, should start That's like exciting. being the new normal
0: again. So we'll see. What do you think? What do you think was the last movie you saw in theaters? I know the most massive movie I saw in theaters, uh, and it was the photograph by Stella Maggie, which was really nice. Hmm. Um, I was gonna go see First Cow, um. There was, like, the weekend where things were starting to shut down, and I really wanted to see f- the movie First Cow, because it's a movie called First Cow, and also I really like yeah. the director. And, and then you really beefed it. Well, I, re- I did yeah. really beef it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I was gonna, it was playing at the Lightbox, which is the TIFF theater, and there was a 12 mm. o'clock screening and a, like, 2.30 screening, and I didn't get up in time to go to the 12 o'clock screening, and I was oh. like, well, we'll go to the afternoon matinee, because the Lightbox is still open, and then that morning, the Light boxing out they're like we'll be doing our first screenings and then we're shutting down so the last start time is 12 o'clock and i was like no! no so i literally anyways um although technically i did see trolls 2 world tour to drive in mm. but it's not the same no it was very fun not. it was a very good time but it was not yes. the same what was the last movie you saw in theaters i think it was birds of prey i feel like birds of prey was a big one for a lot of people because that was like the one yeah. of the last big releases It's a good one. I feel bad for the people who the last one they saw was Cats. (sighs) I I have no regrets about going to see Cats in theaters. Very happy about that whole experience.
1: I mean, I'm glad I saw it in theaters because I would not see it outside of theaters. So, (laughs) I continue to not see it outside of theaters. Anywho, we're getting sidetracked. Okay. Any final thoughts, opinions, or ideas
0: about Robin Hood, Men, and Types? Um, One funny thing is I, I did want to go do some digging to see if, like, okay, this movie had a 25th anniversary a couple years ago. I wonder if anyone wrote, like, some retrospectives on it, because I was curious, because I looked it up. Like, Jenny said, this was not very positively reviewed upon release, although it did do very mm. well on home video. It made a ton of money when it was released on VHS. Yes. Um... Uh, Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel put it on their top 10 worst movies of the year, 1993, along with a bunch of movies, but also Hocus Pocus. And I was like, well, here we are um, in 2021 getting yeah. Hocus Pocus 2. Um, so that one obviously <laughs> hasn't stuck quite as much. Also, the Super Mario Brothers movie, but I haven't seen that. Um, but mm. the only thing I could really find recently, and it made me think, okay, well, back to Shrek for a second. Also, because Shrek does <laughs> reference Men in Tights as well with Monsieur Hood. Um, Mm. but uh i don't know if you saw this earlier in the week because you are blessedly less online than i am um but there was we're both us- i think we're both
1: equally online like i got an notification on my phone spheres. five hours average a day but
0: we're on different sides of the internet <laughs> we are we're on, i know oh god i know i'm trying to get down to like four hours is my goal and i keep hitting like Six and I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> but I read on my phone too. I read on my phone. Yeah. So I chop yeah. it up. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but there was like discourse online earlier this week because uh, Shrek recently had its 20th anniversary and a mm. random newspaper... I don't even remember which one, published an article and was like, Shrek's bad, actually. And, of course, people got really mad about it and they were like, you don't understand how important Shrek is. Then there was, like, people being like, well, you only like Shrek because you watched it when you were little if you watched it for the first time as a grown-up. And the moral of the story is that it was just, like, clearly – Shrek is, even if you don't like it, obviously still a popular film and it was very critically Mm -hmm. and commercially successful. There's been a bunch of Shrek movies and spin-offs, obviously – I'm like, this is clearly just trying to get clickbait of people to click on the article because unfortunately, like online journalism, you need people to click on things and get that ad revenue to survive. But then if you're wondering just like how severe clickbait is, I was looking at Men in Tights and um, the two recent articles I found were uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. There was an article posted on ScreenRant.com on April 8th, and it was 10 things that make no sense in Robin Hood, Men of Tights uh You know, it gives the like sub headline is gives fans mm-hmm. a good laugh, but there are some questionable scenarios. And I was like, oh, okay, like this is what Jenny and I are talking yeah. about. Like not everything's age and yeah. all the jokes land. The next day, April ninth, Screen Rant put out an article, "Robin Hood Men in Tights: Ten Ways It Still Holds Up Today," <laughs> and it was the same person who wrote both articles. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is there that big of a men in tights fandom that you really needed to share both sides of the perspective? <laughs> anyway, so it just made me laugh thinking about the way, yeah. <laughs> depressingly, that uh, websites are forced to gain the system to get revenue.
1: Yeah, it's bringing that up again of like, it's always an interesting balance of enjoying a film, but then also pointing out and realizing the flaws in them as well and like that's probably why they did both articles because they're like these are aimed at different people
0: (laughs) completely exactly i I make the joke that only i have correct opinions and i firmly believe that all my opinions are correct but i can't deny Mm. that other people will say stuff and i'm like well i guess i'll let you have that one and we'll just never speak of it again (laughs) Um,
1: <laughs> no, it's just that you don't have, you just hear another opinion and then you take that on. So you're still correct because you took on another opinion.
0: Exactly. Thank you.
1: Yes. Um,
0: welcome. and also there's a good Patrick Stewart cameo in this movie that I enjoyed where he's <laughs> parodying Sean Connery and I, I had a good, a good hearty old chuckle. I don't think I've really seen Patrick
1: Stewart and stuff when he wasn't like older. Cause mm-hmm. I never watched like the original like Star Trek and stuff. So I'm like, I see this. And I'm like, wow, he's actually, like, pretty young. Look at him
0: go. <laughs> Look at him go. You go, sir. Yeah. You go, sir. Let's in tights. If you love Robin Hood, definitely go watch it just because it's part yeah. of the Robin Hood canon. Or if you're Mel Brooks, a lot of his movies have gone onto the National Film Registry of, like, mm. culturally significant films. So if you're looking for an in, this could be what sets you on a path and maybe you'll really like it.
1: Yeah, and if you like that type of, like, slapstick, campy type of humor... If you're a parody um, person, absolutely. Yes! 100%. I don't know anyone who is a parody person that hasn't seen this film. Like, it's Mm -hmm. kind of... There's a reason why it's a cult classic. is because, like we said, there Mm -hmm. are moments in this film that are just... Just painfully funny. That you just have to, like, watch it to see and understand. And, yeah, just enjoy it. It's a fun film, and... You can sing along, and it's a good time.
0: And why should the people listen to you? Because, unlike some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. Robin Hood. Men in tights. A Mel Brooks film. Yes! <laughs> the legend had it coming. Jenny. Activity time! activity for me. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> so here's some backstory. Okay, so...
1: Me, Emma, and my other friend, we are, I don't say, I don't know why I said my other friend. Our other friend. <laughs> <laughs> She's mine. Um, we, um, for a lot of the pandemic, we used to have weekly calls. And we, for a while, we would each do quizzes for each other. And uh, it was fun. We would each, like, rotate of who was going to do the quiz. And there, I had one segment. I don't think it was recurring, but I know it was very popular. And... <laughs> So, what it is, is, but it's a little bit of a a switch on that. So, what it was is that I showed photos of Marvel characters to my dad, and I had to get, he had to guess who they were. And then I brought that forward to the two of
0: you, and you had to try to guess what character he was trying to describe. Do you remember? Incomprehensible. Your father is speaking an entirely different language than anything I speak or understand. So,
1: I wanted to do something similar for this, except he didn't answer my call. So. Rude. that didn't work and then i mean i had this idea this morning and he just didn't answer and he had an hour to answer and so that's fire and i called my mom and she didn't answer anywho i got my sister and she was at brunch <laughs> and i was like she's like everything okay and i was like can i do <laughs> have like five minutes she's <laughs> like okay so what it is and it's a little bit of a difference so what it is i have seven movie franchises that have multiple different reboots as men in tights is a type of robin hood okay. and there's a bunch of different films that are from robin hood so i have seven different franchises or characters that have been rebooted at least three times okay and so i said the name to my sister and my sister had to describe it to me in like a sentence okay
0: this, and is, this is like because <laughs> of all the members of your family, i spent the most time with your sister, so I feel like I have a, not deep, but deeper understanding of how her mind works. Yes. And unlike my dad, Lisa has seen some films, and
1: Lisa's descriptions <laughs> were, dad's um, seen films, he's seen Caddyshack. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, yeah, Um I think my sister, though, she, like, she called, I called her, and I could hear her getting her brunch, so she was in brunch mode, so <laughs> we'll see how the answer's... Okay, so, are you ready? I'm ready. So I want you to name what the film franchise would be. Okay. Okay. This is the first one. Pew pew. Climbing walls. Dad maybe dies. Shots. Star Wars? No. Um, also, let me just say, there is a red herring because she sometimes gets things wrong.
0: <laughs> so Okay. Pew pew. Climbing walls. Dad dies. Maybe. Dad dies. Maybe. Climbing walls. Um, 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 okay, I'm vamping. Okay, climbing walls makes me think of me when I'm feeling really hyped up about something and I just want to go full exorcist, but I don't think Lisa's talking about the exorcist.
1: (laughs) And again, remember,
0: these are franchises. 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 So, dad like, has the main character. I think dad dies, from. maybe, is the biggest clue, but the maybe makes me think Lisa doesn't know for sure, sister doesn't know for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Can I get a hint? Yes. Um, this is a superhero franchise.
0: Oh, uh, is it Spider Man? Yes, it's Spider Man. <laughs> it's the uncle that dies. Lisa! <laughs> that's the thing. Jenny's sister—that's the thing that <laughs> unites all Spider-Men. Yeah, so that's the. Oh first man, because okay. even with Miles Morales, it's his uncle that dies.
1: Yeah. The, okay. Yeah, uncle. and she said that, and I was like, Lisa, this is great—you gave me a red herring. <laughs> She's like, "What?" It's like it's the uncle, but it's fine. Okay. Second, second one. I am your father. Wait, no, I am the knight. Signal, cool cars. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Yes, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these make me so happy. Okay. Next one. A little confused, but she's got the
0: spirit. Romance, music, heartbreak. My favorite things. Okay. A romance franchise. I don't know if franchise is the right word. These are movies that have just been or rebooted. Or like characters that have been rebooted. Yeah romance where it's been there's been multiple adaptations of things okay nicholas sparks is a no-go love story is a no-go romeo and juliet no okay romance music heartbreak would you like a mom heart- uh sorry i was making a park's and Rec <laughs> <laughs> uh, um <laughs> romance music heartbreak welcome to the moulin rouge no can I get a hint? I'm not <laughs> yes, doing it there's this has been world. There's been, I believe, this is just a quick Google search. So oh, uh, there's uh, four
1: adaptations. A star is yes. born. Yes, a star is born. A star is born. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. Okay. Next one. This one has a big red herring in it. <laughs> so, just so you know. Okay. Oh, Huge. Is a giant ape at the city? In New York, wait, no, Hong Kong. There's one that's a the Hulk. No, No. you're correct with what you think the red herring is. (laughs) It's It's not not a monkey. No,
0: not a monkey. Godzilla, but it's huge. Yes, Godzilla. Good job, (laughs) Lisa. I keep yelling your sister's name. (laughs) It's a lizard. He's a lizard boy. It's okay. Again, she was in brunch.
1: She was in, in brunch, brunch mode, and I love her deeply. Okay, three more. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ladies, like, 150 years ago, going through some shit, and it's in Britain. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> um, Two more. Tights, Neverland, Hook. That was pretty Peter simple. Pan. Peter Pan, yeah. Um, And finally, Duh. Da, da, money. Hot chicks. Mystery. <laughs>
0: Charlie's <laughs> Angels? No. That's, that's a good guess. Hot chicks. James Bond!
1: Yes! James Bond! Good job! The beginning was her trying to sing to her. That was
0: There's her singing.
1: A, a, that's, I'm not even James Bond! <laughs> this that's Mission Impossible! Mission Impossible
0: which <laughs> Carrie Elwes is going to be in the next Mission Impossible movie also. So we're, ah. we're tying it all together.
1: But there you go. Those were the, that was the quiz this week. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. Oh, I had fun.
0: I was a like,
1: good that's why time. I was like, I need to put my phone on silent because I called my whole family and Lisa got back to me. And then as soon as I hung up, we started the call, and I was like, I gotta put my phone on do not disturb because my rest of my family would be like, Jenny, are you okay? You called me twice, and it's only nine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anywho, yes, that is the podcast. Thank you everyone for listening this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, you can follow us on Tumblr or Twitter at Hiho Hi Podcast. That's H-Y-H-O Podcast. You can also email us at Hiho at gmail.com. Uh, and remember to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts for the podcaster of your choice.
1: Boom. 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 And to remember to like what you like, your opinion is valid. As long as it's the same as mine.